Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. foundation today for some things I, I want to prepare our hearts for that we're praying about and amen I believe we're living in the days of the coming of the Lord I believe the signs that are around us are showing that Jesus is coming soon praise God and he's got this turn to your neighbor and tell him the Lord's got this Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're messing with, whatever battle is raging, the Lord has got this. Praise God. I'm going to the book of Romans today to get our starting point. I love this passage of scripture, Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Amen. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I love that. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Anybody want to sign up for that verse? Nobody's taking that. Well, to take who shall separate us. We also have to take the fact that there's some tough times. 37, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, somebody say good and bad, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, because we are more than conquerors. I want to talk to you this morning about the soldier's attitude. Say that with me, the soldier's attitude. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, God, for this moment. And we pray, God, that your word, God, will come alive into us. Let us, Lord Jesus, see, God, that you are supreme. You are the king, sovereign, king of the universe. And God, we know, Lord, that you are in control. And we give you praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. Even in our church and those that we know around us, you can find example after example 
testimony after testimony about those who have faced circumcisions or circum, uh, circumstances rather uh, uh, that have faced circumstances about all kinds of problems and realities. No matter how the battlefield looked, it could be that we are facing peril or we're facing sword, a fight. We're facing uh, neglect or famine or persecution, whatever that case may be, in that we win. We can still win. There have been those that, whose physical realities look bad, but yet they still win. No matter what you go through, no matter what you deal with, even in death, you're more than a conqueror. Even in death, you're more than a conqueror. In everything that you face as a child of God, in every attack, in every uh, uh, area of, of darkness that comes against us, when it's against all odds, we are more than a conqueror. There's not a stipulation that we're more than a conqueror only in these areas. But he gives to us the list and he says, who shall be able to separate us? He said, there is no, no life, there is no death, there is no principality or power, there is no authority, there is nothing now present or anything to come. Don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, but I am more than a conqueror today. I am more than a conqueror tomorrow. There's no height, there's no depth, there is nothing, amen, that can help us or cause us to be separated from the love of Christ. That means to cause defeat in our life. We win. We win. Even when it doesn't look like it, we win. Even when it doesn't feel like it, we win. We win when disease comes, we win. When depression comes, we still win. When doubt and fear arises, we're more than a conqueror. We're more than a conqueror over perversion and confusion. We're more than a conqueror over fear and rejection. We're more than a conqueror over bitterness and offense. We're more than a conqueror over jealousy and anxiety. We're more than a conqueror over gossip and slandering and tailbearing. We're more than a conqueror than, than, than for unforgiveness and rebellion. We are more than a conqueror over every scheme, over every strategy of the enemy. We are more than a conqueror. We win. Turn to somebody and say, we win. We win by the word of God. We win by the testimony of Jesus Christ. We win by the blood of the Lamb. We win by our faith. We win by living every day and walking every day in the power of the Holy Ghost. If you never pray one prayer and you never raise one spiritual fist, when you live for God, you are winning a man by God's power. Thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to know today. You're not defeated. You're not defeated regardless of how you feel, regardless of the symptoms, regardless of the circumstance. You're not defeated until you give up. Don't give up. There are two sides in this, this warfare that we're in. There's, there's a kingdom war that is going on. Amen. There's two sides that are battling spiritual forces. Our warfare as soldiers of the cross is an unconventional warfare. It is fought in the mind and in the unseen. Not with guns, otherwise we would pull out our weapons and just shoot away. It's not one with fists. 
It's one with a spiritual battle in the unseen world. Amen. It is fought in your mind. It is fought by those who are sold out to a cause bigger than themselves. Good soldiers then value a good attitude. Good soldiers value a good attitude. If you're already defeated here, you will not progress. But if you know that you're victorious in your heart and in your mind, you can say, no matter what comes my way, I realize that I am under a good chain of command. I realize that my mission is sovereign, and I realize that I already win in Christ. The pressure that you and I feel today is not just mere coincidence. The pressure and the arise of anxiety is not a mere coincidence. It is the, the, the effects that we feel of war that is being fought in the invisible, in the principalities and powers world. I think it's important that we just simply know who we're fighting for today. The apostolic soldier is fighting for the king of kings and the hounds of hell are marching after the king of darkness. We're fighting for the king of kings. And then hell and darkness is fighting and following after the devil and all of his, his cohorts. The kingdom that we follow and fight after is a kingdom that is led by the king of kings and the lord of lords. And hell has the prince of destruction and the destroyer. Revelation 9 and 11 says, talks about this king of darkness. And the Bible said, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abdon, but in the Greek tongue hath the name Apollyon. Amen. The, the Hebrew word here means the minister of death or the author of havoc. The author of havoc. Let me just tell you, the king of darkness, Satan, is the author of havoc on this earth. He is the one that is behind the vast majority of this mess that we are seeing today. The king of darkness is a tempter. He is a liar. He is a murderer. He is a destroyer. Jesus said he was a murderer from the very beginning. Amen. The king of darkness is a deceiver. He is an accuser of the brethren. Amen. He is the prince of this world and he fights to blind people so that their eyes cannot see truth. The king of darkness, though he be uh, uh, awful and despicable, I want to stop and tell you right now, that king is not a co-equal opposite power to the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil is not a comparable commander. The devil doesn't stand at the same level of authority as Jesus Christ. Oh no, he is already defeated. He is already defeated. He knows his destiny. He knows his future. His future is the lake of fire by way of a pit, But the battle rages today until that time that he is destroyed or put away forever. But let me tell you about our king. Somebody say our king. The psalmist said in 24, who is this king of glory? 
who is the king of glory. Amen. He is Lord strong and mighty. Amen. Who is the king of glory? The Lord mighty in battle. Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord of hosts and the king of glory. I want to tell you that there is a king of this world, but there's also a king of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he is victorious already. And so I fight not for victory, but I fight because he He's already won and I'm going to live it out. I'm living out what he has already defeated. Can somebody say amen? In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 14, Paul writes to Timothy and he says that you keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show you who is the blessed and only. Somebody say only. The only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen, no nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. I love how the Amplified Version reads this. Which appearing will be shown forth in his own proper time by the blessed, only, sovereign ruler, king of kings, and lord of lords. Hallelujah. He is the only sovereign king. He is the only lord of lords. There is not a co-equal opposite between uh, the Lord and the enemy. So you know this ahead of time. You already win. Then Paul writes in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 17. Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody read that with me. Again, now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to tell you today that we march under the banner of a king that is eternal. A king that knows no time. A king that knows no age. A king that is not bound to postmodernism. A king that is not bound to the age that says truth does not exist. Hallelujah. There is no time. There is no period. There is no age that he ceases to rule. He's still on the throne. He is still Lord of Lords. He is still eternal. Hallelujah. That also means, that word also means eternal means that there is no world order or world system that he cannot overthrow. There is no thought, there is no world understanding that he cannot topple. I want to say to you today, the Antichrist is preaching and declaring from all points, amen, hate against Christ and making us want to fear and making us want to dread. But I want to say we serve of a king that's greater than any world thought. That is greater than any world system of thought. Can you praise him today? Hallelujah. He is eternal. So he is the one that is and was and is to come. He is eternal. He is also immortal. 
which means he cannot decay. He cannot be destroyed. He cannot be broken down. That's what the word means. He cannot be, you can't make him incorruptible. You can't make him become decayed or destroyed, broken down. Amen. We're not serving a king that's on some kind of throne that's just half standing there. But he is immortal. He cannot be decayed. He is the king invisible, which means he operates outside of the visible realm where the battle is raging. It's where he operates. He can step into time. Yes, he can. He he can, he can cause himself to be visible through, through a revelation or a theophany uh, as he did uh, in the Old Testament. But he is Jesus Christ to us revealed. Amen. I may not be able to see him, but I can see his results. I may not be able to see him, but I can feel what he does inside of me. So I want to say as a soldier of the cross, I serve a king who is invisible, but I know him. I feel him. Him and I see what he does. I serve the king that is the only wise God. He's the only wise God. He is the Lord and God of all. He is king and he is God. He is Lord and he is God. He stands alone. There is none beside him. There is none like him. He's the sovereign king over every person, over every power, over every time, over every age, over every battle. Right now, in 22, he is king of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you the reason that we feel defeated sometimes is because we take on the attitude of a defeated soldier. We take on the attitude of, I don't know if I win. I don't know if I can overcome. But when you realize we serve the king that is the only wise God. He is still the king. He has not changed. He is Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Then Paul continues in that same context. We serve under the king. We have a king that is eternal. We have a king that is immortal. We have a king that is invisible. Amen. To him uh, it is matchless worth. Give him honor and glory and worship. Amen. And then he says, amen. Concludes that thought and says, so be it. He's the king. So be it. It is so. It's absolute. Then the next verse he says, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. According to the prophecy which went before on thee, listen to this: that thou might uh, that, that by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. The apostolic soldier, a man, is under an attack, but he's also under the banner. Of an undefeated king of glory. Hallelujah. But I need a, a mentality of a good soldier to do a good warfare. So what does a good soldier do? He holds on to faith. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you, stop letting the enemy drag you down. I realize that there's a shortage of this and there's a shortage of that. I realize that there are some things that are troubling on the news and there are issues that can press us on our mind. But let me just tell you, good soldier, hold your faith. Hold your conviction. Hold on to truth. Hold on to the Word of God. Hold on to the fact that we serve a God that has not been defeated yet. Not one time, and he will not ever be defeated. Amen. 
Paul didn't say, fight for your faith. He said, but hold on to your faith. Let your faith work for you, not against you. Let the gospel work for you in this battle. Keep your moral convictions. Keep your convictions today. Hear me today. Hear, hear the word of the apostle. Hold on to your faith. Don't let the enemy come and, and, and cause you to begin to doubt and, and worry and fear. But hold on to your faith. And then he said, and having a good conscience. That means act out what you believe. Huh. Some have abandoned their convictions and they are acting out today. Do you realize that there are those today that are now switching their mentality that even abortion is okay. Calling themselves preachers but saying abortion is okay. You know why? Because there's a pressure on God's people to, to succumb to the fact that there's been a change of truth. But I submit to you, hold on to your faith. Hold on to your conviction. Hold on to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and then live it out every day live it out it is your good conscience that you live out that mentality the attitude of the soldier is this I'm staying on the battlefield I'm not leaving I'm going to keep fighting though the enemy is coming at me with everything I'm going to keep fighting 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3 Thou therefore endure hardness, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Endure some things. Good soldiers are going to deal with some things. Good soldiers are going to deal with some hardships. Amen. Remember. Amen. I am not a soldier of my own making. I am a soldier because Jesus Christ has called me. I'm not a soldier because I'm fighting my agenda. But I'm fighting for His agenda. I'm not a soldier because grandma called me. Or because I'm part of a church. But I'm a soldier. Amen. In the army of God. God, and I've got to keep on fighting on. Endure. We don't like that word today, do we? Endure. In a world of bubble wrap, nobody getting hurt. Everybody's got to be, you know, safe and protected. Mm. We got to keep everybody coddled. And we're raising a world that doesn't know how to cope. And so everybody's losing their marbles and their mind over the least little bit of thing. And they become outraged. And they got microaggressions and micro-triggers. And, and it's flipping the switches. And they're mad at this one. And they're mad at that one. Can I just tell you, a good soldier isn't all triggered up over everything. Isn't all offended about everything. Isn't disturbed about everything. But he keeps his mission at point. And he said, I've got to keep on marching because of the mission. Not because of the things that are around me. The mission. A good soldier will experience emotional pain. A good soldier of the cross will encounter heartache. A good soldier of the cross will experience suffering and difficulties. But there's a way 
to understand how you come over that, overcome that, because you're more than a conqueror. It's about your attitude. Amen. And Paul said, do not be entangled with the cares of this life. Do not be all wrapped up in the things that will involve your mind being distracted from the mission. Amen. Not to become so wrapped up and involved with the task or the roles that keep us from our activity of a good soldier. Here's where we are today. Amen. There is a battle that is raging and what the devil wants to do is he wants you to be distracted about everything that is going on in our world distracted by this and perplexed by that I want to tell you I want to submit to this church today amen God did not call us to be activists if you want to be an activist that's fine God did not call us to be an activist. He called us to be soldiers. God did not call us uh, uh, just to be politicians, though we need good politicians. But he's called the church to fight. And it's not a fight, amen, that is done on Facebook. It's not a fight that is done on the media. It's not a fight that is done one-on-one even with people. But he said it is a spiritual warfare. Amen. I want to tell you what a good soldier does. He believes that when he prays... And he calls upon the Lord that his king will answer. That there will be a victory right before him. I want to tell you that you are a powerful soldier. Just don't get entangled. Don't get entangled with this world. Don't get entangled so much that we're immobile. Amen. I want to say the day is upon us. And please hear your pastor today. My, I'm fighting so much right now in the spirit. There, there's some things the enemy's hitting right now. Amen. But I want to tell you, the day is coming that you're going to have to walk in a, such a faith that in a moment's notice, you can go from doing whatever you're doing to interceding and praying spiritual warfare and dominion and authority in an instant. And if our minds are all wrapped up and entangled with the cares of life, with everything that is, is about us, it's not that we don't have those things they just should not entangle us we ought to be ready at a moment's notice it's time to go it's time to go to the war room and fight in prayer and seek God at a moment's notice not entangled but ready mobile not immobile ready to fight in this hour I love this statement comes from Jeremiah Jeremiah Yoakum's grandfather who made this statement. He said, I'm a soldier in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Scripture is my code of conduct. Faith and prayer and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I've been taught by the Holy Ghost, trained by experience and tried by adversity and tested by fire. I'm a volunteer in this army. I'm enlisted uh, for eternity. I will not get out. I will not sell out. I will not be talked out or pushed out. I'm faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. If my God needs me, I am there. I'm a soldier. He said, I may not, I am not a baby. I do not have to be pampered, petted, primed, or pumped up, picked up. Are peppered up, I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, and lure me. I'm a soldier. I'm not a wimp. I'm in place 
saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers and gifts and food and cards or candy. Or give me a handout. Amen. I'm a soldier. I don't have to be coddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I'm committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I can't have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. Hallelujah. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, he says, I had nothing. I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I still come out ahead. I will win. My God has and will continue to supply all my need I'm more than a conqueror I will always triumph I can do all things through Christ the devil cannot defeat me people cannot disillusion me weather cannot weary me sickness cannot stop me battles cannot beat me money can't buy me governments cannot silence me and hell cannot handle me I'm a soldier I would to God that there would be there would be some people in this room that say that's me Today. That's me today. That is me today. Hallelujah. That's me today. He went on to add this even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from his battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I'm a soldier in the army. I march in claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I'm a soldier and I'm marching heaven bound. I would to God that there would be an attitude that would get inside of us that says, I know what I see and by God's bigger. I know what I feel in the world around me, but I've got a feeling that is greater than that. I'm a soldier of Jesus Christ. I will not be detoured. I'm not giving up. I'm going to stand my ground. Hallelujah. Rise up, soldier. Get an attitude. One of the most frustrating things that I've witnessed in my life is our soldiers in America being sent to places like Vietnam and Afghanistan and had the weapons to win but not be allowed to fight. Is anybody frustrated about that? Maybe you don't remember Vietnam. Maybe you, maybe you just remember Afghanistan. They have the weapons, but they were only limited to what they could do. Let me just tell you today, we have been called to be soldiers of the gospel, but our God's not going to limit us in our artillery. He's not going to limit us in power. He's given every, and it doesn't matter if you're the smallest saint among us. It doesn't matter if you're this young man or if you're an elder in the church. Let me just tell you, you are a soldier in the name of Jesus Christ is upon you. You can plead the blood. You can declare the name. You could, you could use his word as Jesus did to defeat Satan. Amen. It is written. Somebody say, it is written. I don't fight with my fist. I don't fight with my guns. I don't fight with my, my, my physical flesh. Although it can impact my flesh, I want to go to war. I want to go to battle. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Lord, let me have a soldier's attitude. Let me have a soldier's attitude. 
My dad served in World War II, and he's told me about different things that he, was, he went through in, in combat and also in training and, and how that they, 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 they used propaganda to train him. By that I mean they were telling him, they said, this is what the enemy does. This is what the enemy, this is how the Germans operate. This is how the Japanese operate. And they were, by propaganda, I mean information. They were giving them information so that their, their, their spirit would be stirred inside of them until they were ready to fight. Ready to fight for their, their land. Ready to fight for their families. Ready to go out. And that attitude, amen, Brother Austin got into his heart years later. Many, many years later. We were living in Chicago. It would have been in 85, 1985 thereabout. We were living in Chicago. My mom and dad took a train to come see us. They took a train. I, I, I think they were living down in, in Arkansas at the time. They took a train to come see us. And at the train station, at Union Station in Chicago, uh, there was a guy that was standing. My dad was about to enter into the, a door, and there was those, you know how they'll have a glass door in the little area, little, and then another glass door to, to help with the heating and cooling. And so my dad was between those doors, and, and a guy in front of him said, oh, I lost my contact, and bent down to get his contact. And a guy behind him reached up my, under, underneath my dad's coat, picked his pocket, and took the wallet and ran my dad said these words. He said, everything I was taught all the way back in World War II came back to me. All my training, all my senses went back. If I could have got to him, I probably would have done him great harm. All of that training come back. I would to God that we would understand today that every, every prayer meeting you've ever been in, every, every person that's ever been in your life that's taught you about how to do spiritual warfare, that right now that ought to be rising up within you and saying, this is my day, this is my hour, and I'm here for a purpose. God didn't want, I, I want to have that mentality of a soldier that says I'm going to fight on regardless. I'm going to win regardless. I am victorious regardless somebody thank the lord today that you're more than a conqueror to have that attitude hear me the devil wants you to feel defeated so you won't pray so you won't intercede so you won't plead the blood so you won't call on the name of Jesus he wants you to feel defeated but somebody go back to the day amen that you got energized as a soldier of the cross and let that attitude begin to rise if I can get a hold of that lying devil I'm going to rebuke him I'm going to tell him where to go I'm going to tell him to leave my house. I'm going to tell him to leave my home, leave my mind, leave my family. I'm a soldier of the cross. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'm going to tell you what it looks like. What warfare looks like. My same father had the same attitude when it comes to spiritual warfare. One of my brothers had a condition and he went into to a place where his fever raised real high. He was in the hospital and his fever was so high, they packed him in ice trying to get the fever down. And the doctor looked at my dad and said, if he makes it through the night, he probably will live. If he makes it through the night, he'll probably live. My dad stood in the doorway of that hospital room all night long 
said, I rebuke the death angel. You cannot come here. You do not belong here all night long. Amen. That's how spiritual warfare looks. That's how spiritual warfare looks. It's not pressing a little microwave prayer, but it's saying I'm praying and I'm believing that by God, and you know what? My brother came through that. Amen. And God touched his body and he got out of that hospital and God touched him with that issue. Why? Because somebody decided I've got an attitude of a soldier and I'm not giving up. I was born to fight against the enemy. Whether you are a lady or whether you are a man, you're a soldier in the arm of God. I would to God that you understood, ladies, how powerful your prayer is. And that hell trembles when you go to your knees and you begin to plead the blood and you begin to speak the word in authority. Hell is trembling and upset because there's a lady that has a touch with God. Amen. Oh, come on right now. You're feeling things, lady, that we men don't feel. Here's what you do and how you deal with it. Instead of biting your nails, go to prayer. Begin to say, in the name of Jesus, this pressure is not going to get me. It's not going to get my mind. It's not going to get my family. I turn the fight back to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Paul wrote to the... Ephesians, and he said, that familiar passage, Ephesians 6 and 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. For we wrestle Spiritual wickedness in high places. That word wrestle there means close, hand-to-hand combat. enemy is not fought all the time from a distance. Sometimes it's fought in the trenches. It's fought on the front lines. It's fought at the very point of attack. And it involves us being personally committed to that warfare. To be victorious in soldiers, we've got to understand the chain of command and understand spiritual authority. But the thing that's different about this warfare and about this army is that, thank you, Sid. I watched it. Let me back up and just say it like this. I watch some of you, I know the warfare that you're fighting. And yet you come to the house of God and you lift your hands and praise the Lord. Do you know what you're doing to the enemy? Do you know that when you're discouraged and you raise your hand and begin to praise the Lord, do you know what you're doing to the devil that's attacking you? You're making blow after blow after blow. When you dress godly and modest, and when you talk modest, and when you live holy before the Lord, amen, by His Holy Spirit, do you know what you're doing to the enemy? You're smacking him up because this day and age, it's about the blurring of everything. It's about the blurring of every line because the devil is the author of confusion. But when you stand in truth, when you stand in righteousness, whether it be at school or on the job, when you stand in God's power, let me tell you what you're doing. You're fighting spiritual 
warfare, amen, just by your very presence showing up when you are faithful with God, amen. <laughs> Come on and praise Him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Jenny, you know why you was the first to stand a while ago? Because this is a woman that knows what battle is all about. This is a woman that fights battle every day. Amen. I, I want to tell you, devil is more afraid of Sister Jenny than a lot of preachers. Hear me, Sister Jenny. The Lord, the Lord will want you to know that the enemy is more afraid of your prayer than a lot of people that profess to be prayer warriors. Why? Because you understand. You understand what it is to call upon the name of the Lord over your family, over the battle that you're raging. Hallelujah. Let's grab an attitude of a soldier. Praise God. This world would look at someone like Sister Jenny and say, I don't have to be afraid of her. What can she do to me? But the devil looks at you, Sister Jenny, and says, oh, no, she's praying again. Oh, no, she's praying again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The difference to distinguish between this world's army and hierarchy is that in that army, it's about rank, it's about order. But in this army, the least among us has just as much authority as the greatest among us. <laughs> you might feel like that you're just a pawn. That you're just a peon. That you're just a little soldier out here. Barely getting by. And you want to shift everything off to somebody else. That's a real prayer warrior. Can I tell you. You have the authority to do it yourself. Praise be to God. Lord let that be a revelation to us today. Warring against the enemy is not fought with the flesh, but it's fought in the spirit. Understanding spiritual authority leads us to victorious victories and wonders over the enemy. He says, wherefore, wherefore, because of the attack of the enemy, wherefore, wherefore, because of the assault on your faith, wherefore, wherefore, take up the armor. Amen. There's a cause. That's what that word means. Because there's a cause. There's a cause. This is not a meaningless war. We're not going through the motions. We're not just simply succumbing to the enemy and his attack. But wherefore? Wherefore I worship? Wherefore I pray? Wherefore I do war? Wherefore I go to church? Because of this I give. Because of this I invest in my family's faith. Because of this I do battle by obeying the word of God. Because of this I do battle by living holy and righteous before the Lord. Wherefore stands in the place of the imminent attack. It doesn't sleep. It doesn't embrace false intelligence. But it's ready to fight and ready to stand. The wherefore here is the reason that leads us to take up the whole armor of God. Put on it that you may be able to withstand. Wherefore and withstand. Withstand means to stand against, to oppose, to resist, to withstand, to be hostile towards. I'm just going to mention this and I'm going to 
move on in passing. This past week, as protests began to fill over into the homes or by the homes of the, of the Supreme Court justice, they want the right to, to have abortion. But I want to tell you, that's not the root behind it. The root behind it is the same pagan god of Molech that the Old Testament fought. But their god is not Molech itself. They worship their self, so they want their self way to do their own thing, their own way. They want to live their own life with no consequence. And so, but one, one scene shows a, a woman that has, has these babies that she's stabbing and saying these, these, these dolls that she has wrapped around her and saying, I'm killing babies, I'm killing babies, I'm killing, foaming and screaming, I'm killing babies, I'm killing babies. Now, I want to tell you. If you've been in church at any length of time, you look past that woman and you see that's not the issue. That woman is just simply being led by a darker force that is pushing an agenda. And the church of the living God has got to rise up, not on a Facebook post. I'm not rising up just to, if you want to protest, God bless you. You want to do a march, God bless you. But where we're missing is that we're missing a church that says, I'll fight this in my altar. I'll fight this in my war room. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I believe in life. I believe that God is the author of life. That's how we fight. That's how we fight. Withstand. We oppose. We resist. We resist. We're hostile towards. That's what this word withstand means. James writes in 4 and 7, Submit. Put yourself under. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Can't cast out and cannot resist. What I have not submitted to. I cannot cast out and resist what I have not submitted until I have submitted to the Lord. If I submit to the Lord, I can resist the devil. Amen. There is a two-part to this. If I come under God's authority, then I have the right to pull out the big guns. I have the right to pull out the name of Jesus. I have the right to plead His blood. I have the right to say, amen, according to His word, amen, I, I, and resist the devil, and he will flee, flee from you. I have a right because I'm under His power. Hallelujah. The, the Apostle Peter wrote it like this in 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom? Resist. Somebody say resist. Resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Resist the enemy. Uh, somebody say, I got to stand. I got to stand. I need to know my cause, the wherefore. And then I need to withstand. But that's not all I'm going to do. I'm not going to just withstand the enemy. I'm going to stand in God. I'm going to stand in His power. Stand therefore. Have your loins girt about with truth. Stand. Stand. Let's stand in faith in this hour. Let's stand in the gospel in this hour. Let's stand complete in Christ in this day and age. Let's stand in the liberty where Christ hath made us free. Stand. Stand. The word stand here means to cause, to make, or to stand, or to place in a particular place. To uphold the authority in a place of balance. Stand. Unmovable. 
stand sound. Stand in the word of God. Stand. Who shall able to be separate us from the love of Christ? Romans says, who's going to be able to come and pull us aside and defeat us? Tribulation? Is tribulation going to defeat you? It might if your attitude is entangled by this world. Distress? Is distress, anxiety, pressures of life going to get you? It might. You got to go back and understand you have the attitude of a soldier. Persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword. For it is written, we suffer every day. We deal with this old flesh every day. Ha, ah, but he didn't stop there. Nay, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that, then what does he say? Principalities and power. What is he talking about? The demonic world we fight. Even that, we have the authority in the name of Jesus. We have the authority in the name of Jesus. We're more than conquerors. We are prevailing. We are suppressing. Hallelujah. Would you stand with us, please? Lord, today, help us to take on the attitude of a soldier that says, I'm not only going to take on the cause, but I'm going to embrace this mission of fighting for souls, for fighting for people. In the mighty name of Jesus, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.